Dr. Habib Jabaji. I'm one of the cardiac surgeons here at Valley Hospital in Ridgewood, New Jersey. And I was hired basically to take over their aortic program here. That's what I've completed super fellowship in at the uh, University of Michigan after I completed my residency in cardiac surgery. Doctor, I understand that you performed the first Ross procedure at Valley. Yes, that's correct. And why is the Ross procedure the way to go with some patients? Well, the Ross procedure is a type of aortic valve replacement where we, we uh, take the patient's own pulmonic valve and use that to replace their diseased aortic valve. And then we replace the old pulmonic valve where we take we took it from their heart mm-hmm. with one from a cadaver, and that replaces the patient's own pulmonic valve. This basically is, is a procedure reserved for patients that are usually under the age of 50. And in taking the patient's own native pulmonic valve and using it to replace their aortic valve, it allows for a much longer durability of the valve in that place when compared to say, using a bioprosthetic or tissue valve, which has a a finite lifespan, using the patient's own tissues to replace that valve has a much longer durability. Those bioprosthetic valves, is medicine getting away from that or are we still using them? But in this case, it's better to use the patient's own valve. We still use a lot of tissue valves. Most valves that go in, especially in the aortic position, are tissue valves. With the advent of new technology where we're able to replace a patient's aortic valve through the groin now, most patients don't opt to get what we call a mechanical prosthetic valve in that position because that would necessitate the patient to take blood thinners for the rest of their life, and that poses a risk to a patient. So patients take mechanical or receive mechanical valves when they're young, usually under the age of 50, because they don't want to go through multiple, multiple procedures of having uh, repeat tissue valves placed. So both with, with the Roth procedure, it allows the patient to not only not have to have a reoperation again in that aortic valve space if it's done correctly, it again avoids them from having to have a mechanical valve placed where they will be at a lifelong risk for bleeding complications because they'll have to be on a blood thinner. Why would it not be good to be on blood thinners for a long period of time? You know, the Ross procedure was originally performed in, I guess, reserved for, for children because mm-hmm. the aortic valve, a child is continually growing, so the valve can grow with them because it's live and living. And then if you imagine having somebody in their late 20s or early 30s or 40s, they'll have to take this blood thinner for 60 years until they're 80 where they become a fall risk. And the bleeding risk is about 1% to 2% per year where you might have a bleeding complication from being on a blood thinner. But what people don't understand sometimes is that's a cumulative risk. So not only it doesn't really stay at 1% to 2% per year, but it kind of builds on itself every year. So if you have to take a blood thinner for about 60 years for the rest of your life, you have to change change your daily activities of living. I mean, you can't be off mountain mountain climbing or, yeah. or going doing like super dangerous contact sports, especially for somebody that's very active. You also have to watch what you eat. And in terms of alcohol intake, because then it can all affect the level of thinness of your blood and, and make you even at more risk of a bleeding complication. Okay, that makes sense. The Ross procedure has been around for a while. Why is it uh, the procedure to go with, with certain kinds of, of patients? It sounds like it is a pretty serious procedure to have. 
the Ross procedure was invented by Donald Ross, who's a, a surgeon out in London. And um, the first one was done in 1962. The procedure, again, like I'd mentioned, kind of got reserved for mostly children or patients in their early teens because mm-hmm. it was that mm-hmm. perfect valve that was a living aortic valve substitute that could grow with the patient and save them from not only being on blood thinners, but um, saving them from having repeat operations. People started in the 1990s to perform this in adults to try and derive the same benefit that children were getting. And then back in the 90s, there were some complications with patients being brought back for problems with with new leaky valves in the aortic positions from the valves that they transferred over or reoperations. And so then there was a, a big shun away from the community in cardiac surgery from continuing to perform these operations because they just seeing patients come back, come back and having these high-risk redos of surgeries. But as technology and advancements in our, our understanding of the functional aortic annulus, we've come to understand the failures from the, the past and have done remedies in ways we can perform these Ross procedures and circumvent and minimize the risk of these traditional complications that have been seen. And we've actually shown that when comparing the Ross procedure now in large meta-analyses and retrospective studies, comparing them to patients that have received, let's say, a a tissue valve or a mechanical valve, we found that Ross procedures not only restore survival of the patient back to somebody of their same age, sex, matching the general population back to normal, when compared to a tissue or mechanical valve, and there's less complications in terms of valve-related events. And that that means patients suffer less from infections of the aortic valve, and they have less stroke, bleeding, and reoperations or even heart attacks when compared to patients that have received tissue or mechanical valves. That's fantastic. um, I mean, it's not a procedure available for everybody, but especially people under the age of 50 with good anatomy and that have a life expectancy for around over 15 to 20 years this should be the gold standard going forward for these types of patients. How does a surgeon's experience enter into it with the Ross procedure? Is there a, a, a special challenge with the Ross procedure? Yeah, it, it requires a thorough understanding of aort- the aortic root and the functional aortic annulus. And by that, I mean you have to understand the anatomy from where the aortic root, which houses the aortic valve, um, from the leaflets all the way up into the, just the, the proximal ascending aorta. So generally, people that perform the Ross procedure have a thorough understanding or have done extensive training in aortic surgery. And that ensures that when you translocate that pulmonic valve into the aortic position, it's implanted properly. And those that's one of the reasons we've seen late failures back in the 90s was because we didn't know how to harvest the pulmonic valve. We were taking too much muscle and then the, from the right side of the heart moving into the left side. And the right side of the heart isn't used to seeing the pressures on the left. So it was dilating all these autographs that we were putting in. So yeah, not all surgeons are able to perform this. And if anybody is, is looking to get a Ross procedure, they should go somewhere that the surgeon has a, a thorough understanding of the, the aorta for them to have the most optimal outcome with these Ross procedures. How much do you enjoy? Do you teach the procedure to others? And is that part of the reason why you're at Valley? My passion has always been in aortic surgery. And I was very fortunate enough to train at the University of Michigan 
Michigan under some mm. great surgeons, one of which who taught me the Ross procedure. And I, I you know, I probably performed over 30 of these last year with this individual and, and learned, uh, you know, all the, the, the nuance of the procedure and how to have an optimal outcome. Some of my colleagues have, have joined me in the OR to see how it, how it's done, but they've, they've kind of left that in, in my hands for, uh, for Valley at, the, at this time. Going back to the Ross procedure itself, are there side effects, special uh, things that people have to do after they undergo the procedure? Yes, that's a, a great question. The benefit, like I said, is that once we have the Ross, you've undergone a Ross procedure, mm-hmm. it has that improved durability. You don't have to be on any type of blood thinner for the rest of your life. I mean, it actually sometimes, in most cases, actually gives better chemodynamics than any type of other uh, valve substitute that we can put in that in, when compared to tissue or mechanical valve. So patients can go back to their regular activities. They don't have to have any limiting limitations on their activity mm-hmm. as it performs the best out of any substitute in that aortic valve position. That's why a lot of athletes undergo this procedure to avoid not only blood thinners, but it also gives the best hemodynamics. And that means it performs the best out of any, any of the valves. It's, it's, it's basically your own tissue. And that pulmonic valve is embryologically develops the same way as the aortic valve. So there's no other better living substitute to replace in that aortic valve position. And then furthermore, it being a living substitute in that aortic valve position, it has its own inherent resistance to infective endocarditis. And that means an infection of the heart valve. So any patients that have had a tissue or mechanical valve placed, they're at a lifelong risk for an infection in that valve. And usually for most patients, once they get an infection in the valve, since it's not living, I mean, we can give antibiotics to control the infection in the bloodstream, but you usually have to undergo reoperation again to remove that valve because the antibiotics can't penetrate into something that's not living. What is the reoperation rate, do you know, for the Ross procedure? So for the reoperation rate, it, it, it's become quite low in the last 10 years or so. The, the most recent reoperation rate on a, a, a large meta-analysis was done by Dr. El-Hamamzi El- out of uh, Mount Sinai. Um, he was a great Ross surgeon and is from Canada, where I'm from. Um, the reoperation rate was around 1.1% at 30 days, and it never got much larger than 5% over a long period of follow-up. And when compared to structural or biological aortic valve, the Ross procedure actually had a lower reoperation rate and it had a lower infection rate. And this was a study that looked at between 1997 and I think 2014 of around over 500 patients with about 12 and a half years of follow-up. Um, so it has great durability. The only caveat to all of this is that the valve that we use to to replace the, the valve where we took out of the pulmonic position right. um, is one from a cadaver. So that usually lasts anywhere from 15, and if you're lucky, up to 25 years. And so that was another reason in adults we shied away from the procedures because we had to open the patients back up to replace that valve because it got, it got calcified and, and it just stopped functioning after a period of time. But now with the advent of being able to replace valves through the groin, we can just replace the pulmonic valve in that position up to like two or three times. That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Well, you've been great. Anything that you want to mention with regard to the Ross procedure that I didn't ask you about? I think it's a, a great opportunity for patients to look into if you do suffer from aortic valve disease, and that can either be aortic stenosis or um, a leaky valve, which is called aortic regurgitation. This is the only center, I believe, in New Jersey that offers it for adults, and we have a, a great program here and would love to assess any patients and have them come in and discuss the procedure if that's something that they, they feel that they benefit from.